Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton Thompson. If you want to create change in any area of your life, you're in the right place. Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over 100 pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported more than 3,000 women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. Together, we'll break your past patterns and eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and enjoy the journey. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Hope you are having a great day so far. I'll tell you, before I recorded this, I'm recording this at 8 o'clock at night, uh, which if you've been listening for a while, you know that is not my prime time, but I wanted to record it after family dinner. So we're driving home from family dinner, and Chris said, you know, what do you, what do you got going on when we get home? I said, I'm going to record the podcast. I'm going to go to bed. And he's like, oh, are you going to go to the gym? And I was like, you know, I'm not going to go today. If you are in the Primal Potential Facebook group, you've probably already seen or heard me say this. Uh, I worked out every single day in the month of January, which I am super, super proud of because after having Roman in the spring, it was just very challenging to get in a rhythm between breastfeeding and being home all day with baby, Chris working, and it was tough. So that was a massive victory for me in January, and I certainly don't have the intention to work out every single day for the rest of my life, but uh, most days, absolutely. And as we're driving home from family dinner, I'm talking myself out of the workout. I'm really tired. Roman has not been sleeping well. We're going to shift this. We're going to shift this trajectory with the kiddos sleeping. I'm telling you, mark my word, because uh, if I'm tired, I know he's tired. Anyway, I'm literally having this conversation in my head of like, you know, I'm really tired. I just want to get to bed. I'm going to record the podcast and then I'm going to go to bed. And then I thought, you know, if I go home and I just go to the gym for a quick workout, even if it's 15, 20 minutes, I'm going to have way more energy recording this podcast because doing any work thing, but especially something like a podcast, you just don't want to do. I certainly don't want to do with low energy. So I share that to remind you to make room for a second thought, the next thought. The initial thought isn't necessarily wrong or bad, even if you go with that first thought, it's such an excellent practice. It's something I write about in Tools for the Trenches. It's such an excellent practice to allow a second opinion and a third opinion or a fourth opinion in your own thinking. And I'm really glad that I did that tonight because now I got a workout in and I'm here and I have dramatically more energy than I did when we were driving home from dinner. Um, speaking of my workouts, if you follow me on Instagram and you watch my stories, I have been posting almost every single day, if not every single day, in my stories, how I'm getting my mind in the place to get a workout in. And 
I'll tell you thousands of people because I've been doing it for a month or over a month. But since I've been doing it, I have gotten over a thousand messages from people saying these these little clips that you post, uh, these little images that you post are really helpful. So if that's helpful to you, see me over on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. It's in my stories, not my posts. If you don't know what that means, you can Google it. Okay. Today, we're giving away GBX Fit. Even though a couple weeks ago I said I probably wouldn't give it out anymore because when it's something new like that, Chris is always like, don't give it away. Keep it for us. And it is legitimately a little bit of a back and forth. I'm like, ah, give it away. We can always get more. And he's like, oh, don't give it away. I love it. I want it. Um, but I decided to give it away because I've been getting a lot of questions about how my journey is going with it. And I'll tell you, it's been really positive on a number of fronts. So episode, I think, 951 is where I talk about what that is. So if you have no idea what I'm talking about, go listen to 951. It uh, dives deep into it and my experience with it. And I feel, I feel like it's kind of helping me get on a, a better trajectory, a better path. And better is probably not even the best word because I don't feel bad about where I've been in the months since Roman was born. But maybe better is a good word because I, <laughs> I have wanted to do better. I can do better. I have wanted to feel better. And it's been a struggle. It's been a struggle time-wise. It's been a struggle mentally and emotionally. It's been a struggle energetically. And I, I am just really excited about the shift that that has helped me make. It's a quad biotic, first ever quad biotic on the market. That's what we're giving away today. Again, 951 explains what that means. Um, but I feel like weight loss is finally going really well. Finally, finally going really well for me, uh, which is super exciting and makes me feel really happy. Um, but also cravings don't feel as intense. And one of the you know, quad biotic refers to four, quad, four, um, prebiotic, postbiotic, phytobiotic, and probiotic. And one of them really does help with cravings, and I'm noticing that, and that feels really great. So that's what we're giving away today. I'll announce the winner at the end of the show. Three ways to win. Leave a review of this podcast, whatever means you listen, whatever application you use to listen, or leave a review of Chasing Cupcakes or Tools for the Trenches on Amazon, or Post on social media, tag me with a post of an episode of this podcast that you're listening to, loving, learning from, whatever, and you could enter to win. I will also link GBX Fit in the show description. So to get to that, when you're listening to the podcast, let's say you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you just swipe up on the show art when you're in that episode and you see the description there. Same thing on Spotify. Uh, yeah. Or DM me if you're like, I can't find this show description. Just Find me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. DM me. I'll certainly send it to you, but I will announce the winner at the end of today's episode. All right. The first question today, Saturdays, we take your questions and answer them. If you've got a question, a topic, something you want to hear about, I said it last week. I'll say it again. This is your show, and I really want to help you. I want this to be your month. I want this to be your year. So if there's something that we can chat about that would be helpful to you, let me know what that is. The first one that came in today says, are you managing to fit your meditation practice with your bonkers schedule? And I would say more yes than no. And it's funny, I don't, I don't think my schedule is bonkers. 
because, and the reason I say that is, yes, I am a full-time stay-at-home mom with multiple full-time businesses. Um, but, you know, from six in the morning until seven or eight at night, I'm pretty much just sitting on the floor playing with a kid's xylophone and, you know, reading books about baby signs. Uh, so I look at the majority of my time, I'm like, it's actually pretty slow. But then, you know, when the baby's asleep, I am trying to do 100 million things. Am I managing to fit meditation in? Not every single day the way that I had been very consistent. However, I find time for meditation in little bits and pieces. So sometimes that's while I'm feeding Roman. And we're sitting in the rocking chair and Roman's nursing, I will do a two or three minute meditation. Or when I'm laying in bed at night. Or when I'm listening to Roman cry. You know, we try to give it a few minutes before we go in. Uh, overnight, I will meditate in those moments because it helps me not be as anxious or as, anxious might not be the right word there, but it helps me feel a little better. I will meditate for a few minutes in the shower or if I'm riding in the car, not while I'm driving, uh, but if I am riding in the car while Chris is driving, I'll get into meditation. So I think what has improved for me is my ability to go with the flow. Meditation does not have to be a 20-minute session. It certainly doesn't have to be 20 minutes twice a day like it was. I would love to get back to that. I trust that I will get back to that, especially when Roman is sleeping a little better when he's a little older, when he is more independent, for sure. That is something that helped me tremendously in every aspect of my life. Not, <laughs> no exaggeration there. But for now, I'm totally okay with a three-minute meditation here, a two-minute meditation there. And I'm sure there are days where it doesn't happen at all, but most days I'm getting in at least one of those little mini sessions and it's super helpful. I did it today. We were sitting in the uh, Roman had his nine-month pediatrician checkup. Crazy that he's nine months, isn't it? Holy moly. And I, I took a minute to meditate while we were waiting. I was holding him. He was pulling my hair. But the great thing about that, I remember, I've told this story before, but when I first started practicing transcendental meditation, I was living in the tiny house on Cape Cod. Chris and I didn't live together. And I would get so upset if something interrupted my meditation. So if a mailman came to the door, knocked on the door, or Chris came unexpectedly, I would be like, oh, I'm meditating. And then I heard somebody say that we can think of those things as part of our meditation, that it's very important to see them as part of it and not be ruffled by it. And it helps us with crossover in other areas of our life to not be flustered by things. And that has helped me so much, you know, Roman pulling my hair doesn't need to be an interruption to my meditation any more than the mailman coming to the door. So yes, I am managing to fit it in and it looks different. The next question says, what's your favorite healthy indulgence? Something that you have more often than say ice cream. By and large, I would say that I prefer to have like real ice cream or a cupcake than to have some healthy-ish version of a cupcake. You know, if uh, if somebody were to make sugar-free some dessert, I'm like not interested. It's just not worth it to me. If I really want to have a cookie or a cupcake, I'm going to have a cookie or a cupcake. So keto desserts, things like that just don't appeal to me personally. 
Uh, and I think part of the reason for that is there was a time in my life where I would overindulge in healthier versions just because they were healthier versions. And when I think about how I want to be with food and who I want to be with food, I want to indulge infrequently. So once or twice a month is my definition of infrequent. And it's totally okay if yours is different. Yours should be different. We shouldn't define every word the same way. That would be weird. With that in mind, having something that's a a healthier treat or indulgence doesn't really appeal to me. But it is important for me to really enjoy the food that I eat and not eat food that I don't really enjoy. So some things that I look forward to that I would consider more indulgent than, say, salmon or steak or sweet potato, Brussels sprouts, because those to me aren't necessarily indulgent. Right now, my go-to, and you've probably seen it on my uh, Instagram stories, are something called midday squares. Now, caveat, before you go and say, Elizabeth said these are good. Caveat is, there's three flavors. I strongly dislike two of them. Well, that's not even fair. I don't like them enough to eat them. So there's three flavors. Two of them I personally would not eat because they're not worth it to me. One of them, amazing. Absolutely amazing. It's the chocolate peanut butter. So if you ever, uh, do you remember ever being at like a potluck where they had those chocolate peanut butter bars where if you ever made it, it was the lower level of peanut butter was confectioner sugar and crushed up graham crackers and uh, peanut butter. And then the top layer was melted chocolate. They're like that. They look like that. They're literally peanut butter on the bottom, chocolate on the top. Uh, But they have very, very, very low sugar to the point where I don't personally consider them in that one to two month, one to two times a month indulgence, I would have a midday square every day and feel really good about it. Let me pull it up because I don't know off the top of my head. I want to make sure I'm accurate here since the question was asked. Midday squares. Here we go. Now I can tell you a little bit more about it. Okay, so I know people who like the two other flavors. There's an almond crunch one and then one that's like just chocolate. It's called fudge, I think. Um, I know people who like those. I just personally don't. They're not gross, but I don't like them enough to eat them. Chocolate peanut butter, amazing. Amazing. So don't go telling them I said that those aren't good. I, I just don't love them enough to have that one. Chocolate peanut butter, Really, really good. Okay, so now that I'm looking at it, let me make sure that I can tell you what I'm talking about. So they're organic, they're gluten-free, they're dairy-free, which is really important for me right now, and I've been talking about this and what it means for me in uh, the Primal Potential Facebook group a little bit more, but I am trying to get rid of everything that is inflammatory, and dairy is inflammatory for a lot of health goals that I have. So the fact that they're dairy-free is really great, but also... They're just super, super clean. So the ingredients in them are uh, dates, protein powder, some seeds, real, real chocolate, not like, you know, fake kind of Hershey stuff. Um, For some reason, this doesn't want to pull up for me. But anyway, that is what 
that is what I really enjoy, the chocolate peanut butter one. That is something that I don't have it every day, but I would. I absolutely would. And I feel like it would align with my health goals to do that. I have a coupon code for them too. I reached out to them. How did I see it? Oh, yeah. I told you guys this last year. I was influenced on this. I, there was somebody that I follow who posted the chocolate peanut butter one several times enough that I, I bought it. And then I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And I reached out to them and I'm like, um, can I have a coupon code? So they gave me one. It's Benton15. Benton15, no spaces. And I'll put the link in the show description. But if you're looking for something that's really, really, really good and not like a Hershey bar or something that you need to, I don't know. You don't have to feel bad about anything. But, oh, one tip on this. Somebody messaged me when I posted something about it in my Instagram stories not long ago, and they said they're so good that they're almost dangerous, they said, to keep around. Here's what I do, because I'm not, I'm not going to lie and say that I haven't been one. Uh, years ago, I loved the um, peanut butter and jelly flavor Quest bars. They don't make them anymore, which is devastating. And there were many times where I would eat three or four. And that is no longer a good decision. So with the midday squares, what I do is when I get them, I put them in individual Ziploc bags in the freezer. So one thing per like small Ziploc bag and I toss them in the freezer. And then I take one out and put them in the fridge because they're refrigerated. They're supposed to be refrigerated. And then that way... I know myself, I'm not going to have one of those moments where I'm going to eat seven of them because they're frozen and they would break my teeth and I have no desire to break my teeth. Teeth are important. So that's how I do it. I take one out of a freezer at a time. And also, if they're in the freezer, Chris won't eat them all because if they're not and they're in the refrigerator, he probably will. And then I would be upset. All right. Uh, would you be willing to share what your Oh, this is another indulgence question. Would you be willing to share what your monthly or so indulgence looks like in terms of choices or quantities to offer as a guardrail? Sure, but what I do will probably not be a guardrail for you because what I do is only relevant for me. So let me think about what it was most recently. Pancakes. Uh, two, three weeks ago... We went out for breakfast, just Chris and Roman and I, and um, I had two buttermilk pancakes, and when I, and they weren't small. They weren't like make them at home buttermilk pancakes or like big buttermilk pancakes. So that was definitely an indulgence for me. Other times, what are things that I really like? I like cupcakes, so I might go, there's a bakery near me, and I might go and get my favorite flavor cupcake. I, my default is to only buy one or two. Like if I'm buying two, it's one for Chris, one for me. If I'm buying one, it's just for me. And Chris doesn't have to know anything about it. And every once in a while, there would be a reason for me to buy more, like if we were hosting. But I just prefer, whether it's ice cream or something like that, cupcakes, to just bring in what I'm going to eat. So I prefer to go out for ice cream rather than bring ice cream in here. Fortunately for me, where I live on Cape Cod, the really great ice cream places close for more than half of the year. <laughs> They're only open from, say, mid-spring through the end of summer. So that makes it easier for me to not do those things. I'm just not as drawn to grocery store ice cream. So yeah, more recently it was pancakes, but it could be a cupcake. Do you ever have off days? 
And then it says, like, eat poor food choices, overeat, don't journal, don't move your body, and how do you manage them? Absolutely. Especially looking at these last nine months with Roman, absolutely, absolutely. And, and sometimes it's all of the above. I didn't journal. I made bad food choices. I overate. I didn't work out. How do I manage them? I'm very much a person of, I don't give my energy to the problem. I give my energy to the solution. I think there is a gift for most of us if we choose to accept it in feeling crappy after either being sedentary, watching too much TV, eating too much, you name it. And the gift is feeling like crap. Because we can turn that into a drive to make ourselves feel better. So I use those moments and say, all right, I know that I am one, two choices max away from feeling better. And maybe that is starting my day with a glass of water instead of a cup of coffee. Maybe that is starting my day with time outside or going to the gym. But I really work to not allow myself to stew in the problem because that's not where change happens at all. So I try to shift my energy as quickly as possible to what I can do to create the solution. This next question, let's see, is Chris here? Chris is here. The next question just says, how are you and Chris doing? And I'm wondering if I can text him. Can you come here for a second? Let's see if he comes in here. He's in the other room with the baby monitor. How are you and Chris doing? I think we're doing okay. I think we're doing okay. I will tell you, last night was a tense night because for some reason, Roman goes down for a couple hours at bedtime. Oh, here comes Chris. I'm recording. But one of the questions says, how are you and Chris doing? And I, you hear how loud our freaking floors squeak. I think they can hear them the next town over. Um, so somebody wants to know how, how we are doing. I said, I was starting to say, last night was a little rough. <laughs> In regards to what? <laughs> Roman and sleep and the tension between us about it. Um, they probably can't. You have to come a little closer. Elizabeth <laughs> is an angry, sleepy person. <laughs> Just that. <laughs> um, but how has Roman been sleeping? Well, this is the not fair thing. You sleep through the crying. You absolutely do. So Chris like has been sleeping like a dream, and I've been getting like one or two hours of sleep, freaking max, for three weeks. No, you make a point to wake me up every once in a while. Even if you're still gonna go wake no, me up. No, I wake you up maybe you three times a week. Me. Oh my goodness. Because <laughs> Chris snores a lot. Anyway, let's not get lost. Make me roll over. <laughs> how are we doing? They want to know. I'm great. No, it says, how are you and Chris? I think it meant like as a couple, how are we? We're okay. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm sleeping great. Never slept better. Um, okay, I'm going to make that change tonight. <laughs> You're going to regret saying that. All right, uh, I just wanted people to hear from you. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a challenge. <laughs> it's definitely a challenge. The sleep. I mean, it, it, it's easier for me because I fall asleep faster. It, Elizabeth does not. No, it, here's the thing. If Roman is up, say, trying 
know, to sleep and it takes him 45 minutes to calm down, it takes me an hour and a half to fall asleep after that. Like I get keyed up from his energy. So it's, it's rough. So then by that point, he's awake again. Yeah, I don't. No. All right. You can go. Thank you. In fact, I start falling asleep while putting him to sleep. So I'm out of that room. <laughs> Thank you for but popping. But we are back to what we had done before. Yeah, we're back to some gentle trip, so gentle sleep training. It was not gentle tonight. <laughs> I wasn't here for it. I was at the gym. Thank you. It was brutal. <laughs> but it's always going to be gentler on Chris than it is on me every single time. Thanks, thanks for popping in. Um, yeah, so you have heard me say we used to have a really great sleeper. And then we traveled, and then he got sick. And now... I don't know what it is. I don't know what to attribute it to. But literally for the last three weeks, he has slept for a few hours right when we put him down at night. He naps well during the day and he's not getting too much daytime sleep. And then he's just, I want to say he's up constantly, but he's not up constantly. It's that he's up for a while and then he sleeps for a while, but I don't sleep once he goes back to sleep. And then when I, right when I fall asleep, he's back up. So anyway. Hopefully we'll fix that. Okay, one more question and then we'll announce the winner. Can you share tips for tracking spending? I believe that I need to know where my money is going. I want to have it all figured out in my mind before I take action, but that doesn't serve me and I'm working on it. Yeah, eliminate the try to have it figured out in your mind first thing because life doesn't work like that. Even if you figure it out in your mind, it's not going to go that way. Um, However, what I'll say about tracking your spending, start with a budget. It's really... It's not necessary to try and be retroactive with all of your awareness about where your money is going. Be proactive about it. So the way that I used to start was when I was trying to get out of debt, here's what I get paid every month. Here's what my former husband gets paid every month. Then our mortgage is this. Our car insurance is this. Our electric-ish, I would average, right, because it's not going to be the same every month. Our gas is average, this, uh, every little thing. At that point, I had student loans, and he had student loans. What are those payments? And that is a really powerful thing. Then I would understand what we had left over after those bills were paid. Maybe I wanted to put $50 aside every month to go towards Christmas gifts or something like that. After all of those things, how much is left? Then you can determine what am I going to save, if any, or extra that I'm going to put towards debt, if any. And I gave myself a specific amount of what I call blow money. I think that was a Dave Ramsey term. I don't know if it was or not, but that's what we called it, um, blow money. And it was a very small amount starting out because we were trying to get out of debt. And I wasn't necessarily looking to track that blow money because it was budgeted for When you're just trying to chase the dollars, it's a lot harder. But if I know I only have $50 a week in blow money, then it's not, I don't need to see that I'm spending $200 on random crap at Target because I'm not spending $200 on random crap at Target. I I would budget, this is what I have to spend on groceries. It was a fixed number. I wasn't saying, oh, I I spent $300 on groceries this month, but I spent $400 on groceries last month. It was a fixed number. If money was tight when I was, you know, I would uh, 
kind of do math in my head as I went through the grocery store and I couldn't buy steaks, well, then I would get chicken that week. That's just the way that it worked. So I strongly recommend having a very clear budget down to what's my discretionary blow money for this week. And I, I think that that's the best way. That's the best way to track. All right. Follow me over on Instagram if you're not, because that's kind of where I spend the most time in terms of sharing uh, the day-to-day around here. And I shared Roman's adorable nine-month picture the other day. Okay, the winner of GBX Fit, which I will again link to in the show description, is KJ-DoingTheWork. KJ-DoingTheWork. If that is you, email me, Elizabeth at PrimalPotential.com. Tell me you're the winner for 956. Include your mailing address, doesn't matter where in the world you live, and I will ship GBX Fit to you no matter where you live. Message me. Let me know uh, what topics, questions, ideas you have, things you want to hear about on the show because it's here for you. All right, guys. Chat soon. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed it, make sure to take a few seconds to leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening. It not only supports the show in a huge way, but it also automatically enters you into our weekly product giveaway. For more tools, tips, and strategies on creating change, check out my first book, Chasing Cupcakes, and follow me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. Remember, every choice is a chance, and I'll see you next time. This is your moment. Your moment to move forward and make progress. It's time to see where an education can take you. For over 130 years, Strayer University has been at the forefront of change, offering programs that help students like you get ahead and stay ahead, so you can keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by Chef.